0: So what is in the COVID bill? I mean, where's the spending going? Where is our money, your money, my money going? I love it when a host says, where's your money going? As if somehow their money isn't going there. My money's going there too, and I'm wicked unhappy. You take a look at the breakdown of where some of this will go, and you're like, what's what's the point? And they're still not done with the idea of a $1,400 stimulus check. Just, here you go. Enjoy. Debt (laughs) means nothing. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. Do you want a stimulus check or not? Do you deserve a stimulus check or not? Does that part even matter? Should we be sending out stimulus checks or not? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. So the people over at uh, Fox Business, um, taking a look at some of the things that are in here, a group called the Center for a Responsible Federal Budget. 15% of the pro- proposed package, so that's $300 billion. One percent goes, all right, um, goes to what they call priorities that are not directly related to the current crisis. Well, isn't that always the way it is? Um, then, outside of that, fifteen percent, you have three hundred fifty billion dollars for state and local governments, four hundred twenty-two billion for the payments, which you know the question is, uh, should they happen? And then three hundred fifty billion for state and local governments. So, in in a way of explaining we are going to bail out illinois and i am not angry with the people of illinois i just have no interest in bailing you out zero the rest of the country should not have an interest in bailing you out your problems are yours you created them you vote keep voting for these people you deal with it the people of the southern parts of illinois should absolutely revolt and tell cook county to go pound stand go be your own state why is dc the 51st state it should be it should be chicago chicagoland that's that's what it'll be let them deal with the horror that they've created leave the rest of the state alone nobody wants this crazy and now we're on the hook for 350 billion dollars So if you take $350 billion for the state and the local, you take $422 billion for the payments, and then $300 billion towards things that are not directly related to the current crisis, that's a trillion dollars. That's more than 50% of the 1.9 trillion that Joe Biden is proposing. This is just sheer madness. It's going to move to the House Rules Committee, then to the House floor, where, of course, they're going to use budget reconciliation to try and get this thing done. That's exactly how it's going to go in the Senate as well. You'll notice something even bigger within this process. Aside from some of the Ocasio-Cortez set saying that we should be spending more. We should be spending more Um, no one on the Democratic side said, hey, maybe we should do this just a little differently. Whatever Joe Biden put on the desk. OK, that's what we're doing. Hey, everybody, Joe, put it on the desk. Just vote yes. You don't have to re- read it. You don't have to read it. Did you just say read it? You, you still want your committee assignments? You just vote yes. I mean, that seems to be the way that it that it works. And part of the reason that they're so accepting of it is that. They've all been involved in it. This isn't Biden's plan. This is the progressive left's plan. I am thoroughly exhausted by the concept that people still want to put out there that somehow and in some way, Joe Biden is a moderate. Let's say it again Joe Biden is not a moderate. Why is anybody making this argument? Joe Biden is whatever he needs to be in order to be called President Biden. He hid in the House. He said whatever he was told to say. He was a great empty vessel. And he still is. The only thing I would say about Joe Biden that is uh, absolutely real is so that's a man who loves his family. Good. He shares that. He talks about that. He openly emotes that. I think people do like it. Do I have any doubt that Donald Trump loves his family? Of course not. But nobody cared about that. But with Donald Trump, I think some other things are also real. I think there's actually less real about Joe Biden. Joe Biden will do anything. Trump at least works a calculus first rule of Trumpism is Trump wins. The second rule of Trumpism is that a deal can always be made as long as it adheres to the first rule of Trumpism. That's a calculus. Does Donald Trump really think that we should be sending out $2,000 stimulus checks? I very much doubt that. But he looked at the Democrats saying we should send $2,000, and he looked at the $600, and he said, no, no, send $2,000. We're going to let them beat us on this? That was his calculus. Now, we can agree or disagree about it, but you can at least say there was that was how how he played it out. His point was, and oh yeah, sure, two thousand, whatever. His point was, if the Democrats had said fifteen hundred, he would have said fifteen hundred. The Democrats had been saying a thousand, he would have said a thousand. Sure, fine, great, just get it out of the way. When they came to Joe Biden, and said two thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, two thousand dollars got invented by Donald Trump when he saw the six hundred dollar number. They didn't have that number. They said, okay, $2,000, that's it. And now it's $2,000. you vote for us, you're going to get the $2,000. It's clear that Donald Trump has no interest in giving up the farm to China. Being tough mattered. Standing up to them mattered. It's very clear that the Biden team has absolutely no interest in standing up to nobody. No one. Find a way to nice it up and keep things going and keep doing things. Same thing uh, having to do uh, w- w- with Iran. I mean, that's just that's just a, a fundamental difference. And when it comes to this budget, there's no talk of tax cuts. There's no talk of what's how how you make uh, the lives better for the people who are paying the taxes. The large swaths of the taxes. No, it's just how can you grab a little bit more from them. And I know this is true because look at the money dedicated to bailing out states as opposed to states dealing with the mess that they made. And if you say to me, well, it was a virus they had to shut down, I'll say to you, no, they didn't have to shut down. They didn't have to do some of the things that they did, and they certainly didn't have to do it for as long as they have done it. My take on Biden hasn't changed. There's nothing moderate about him. Now, if you say to me, well, Tony, you, would you call him a progressive? Rather, I'd say he's just an empty vessel. He comes with nothing. He comes with no uh, um, compass. It's wh- wh- whatever the talk is of the day. Whatever the talk is of the day. Oh, all of a sudden we're into same-sex marriage? I'm into same-sex marriage, too. That's 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 totally fine. Remember, that's what Barack Obama did. Right? These These are the things. This COVID bill, this 1.9 trillion, nobody even asked. Is this necessary? Do we need this? Is it, do we have to spend this much? Now, uh, in in order to make sure I'm, I'm on the record, I believe that we should help businesses, and I think that we need to further uh, paycheck protection program uh, concepts and help those people who've been impacted. I am down with that. I am not down with bu- bailing out Illinois or New York or any or California or any other state. I'm not interested. Don't really care. Well, Tony, you're going to hurt a lot of people. No, their state governments and their pension liabilities and their debt issues and their mismanagement has hurt a lot of people. Don't you even think of putting it on me. I won't have it. That dog won't hunt. There's a lot of nonsense in this bill. A lot, a lot, a lot of nonsense in this bill. And I'm not sure in the Senate there's anybody who's going to stand, uh, stand up and be like, nah, we're not doing this. No, 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 no. You get the 50-50, Kamala Harris will break the tie, and there you go, $1.9 trillion. Now, it's good for producer Ari. He's going to get a check. Producer Ari loves a check. Free money? Who wouldn't? You know, it's not free. Okay, my grandkids are going to be in trouble one day, but that's their problem. And just like that, a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a theater explaining exactly how we look at debt. It's masterpiece theater, starring producer Ari. My kids, I ain't worried about them or their problems or their issues. Uh, my grandkids, they're not even born yet. You know what I think about these people? I'll tell you what I think about these people. F these people. That's right. holy crap that's just that is exactly the way america is acting right now really ugly a lot to get to including the fact that nobody should be listening to dr anthony fauci anymore and i really wasn't convinced that this coca-cola thing was true but it turns out it is true and we're going to discuss the breaking of wokeness because it's starting to get pushback And we got to really, really get into that push. Gotta, gotta, gotta lean in with the shoulder. I'm Tony Katz. Mitt Romney and Tom Cotton, you know, they're senators. They are proposing a $10 minimum wage plan. Hey, phrase it. Don't get mad at me. They're the ones who are out of their heads. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. So they have rolled out their plan. Their plan is a $10 minimum wage over four years and tight enforcement on hiring undocumented workers. Romney's saying, and I'm quoting here from millions of Americans, the rising cost of living has made it harder to make ends meet, but the federal minimum wage has not been increased in more than 10 years. So this is the counterpoint to a $15 an hour minimum wage. Throw Mitt Romney out of the party. And if you're not willing to do it, don't ask me to play in your nasty little games. I, I hate the fact, hate the fact that the people who are in charge—you should see the air quotes I'm doing—have no concepts of economics. Have never once watched. Have never once watched a, a bit of Milton Friedman, "Free to Choose." They've never once seen a discussion, heard a discussion about the horror that is the minimum wage. The minimum wage shouldn't exist. The minimum wage should be zero. Come fight me, bro. I'm bothered by the fact that I understand economics better than these people. But let's go through it and make sure we understand what we're saying. The current minimum wage is $7.25. The government has mandated that in order to have somebody do work for you, you have to pay them $7.25. They have determined through some level of mathematics that make no sense that what somebody needs to get for this job is $7.25. The number is based on how it makes you feel. Understand there is no mathematical formula to a minimum wage, but rather a minimum wage is based on how it makes those people who vote for a minimum wage, how it makes them feel. They take nothing into consideration of how it makes the business owner feel who has to pay the $7.25, but the elected official does not care about the business owner who they then say has to pay more taxes. They hate that person. I know this is true because they prevent that person, the business owner, from negotiating in their best interest. As for the person applying for the job, they hate that person as well. Because they have determined what somebody is worth at a baseline as opposed to allowing the market to do the work for them And then they took away from that person, the possible employee, the opportunity to negotiate in their own best interest In both cases, the person who pushes a minimum wage is engaged in abject and absolute hate They hate the employer, they hate the potential employee Allow me to prove it First As I said, and I want it reiterated, the minimum wage is not real. There is no math. There are no economists who can put their finger on, well, this is what it would take. It would still be completely and totally subjective. That's why, like, the living wage, it doesn't exist. The living wage is a complete and total myth. It's a lie told by liars. We can dismiss those people. There's no such thing as the living wage. Since an apartment in West Virginia costs less than an apartment in New York, fifteen dollars an hour cannot be the living wage. I am done. This was easy. Don't forget to tip your waitresses and bartenders. Now let's get into the other parts. When you put forth a minimum wage, you set a floor for employers. Pay seven twenty five. I was thinking about paying ten, but it's minimum wage, so I pay seven twenty five. Now, this is proven by the idea of pay what you want. There's a name of a band, and Producer Ari, you might know the band. It's not Coldplay. Uh, Oh, I can picture them. Oh, gosh. And they put out an, an album, and they said, pay what you want. Pay what you want. Can't think of the name of the band right now. When the situation is set up where you tell people to pay what they want, very often people find they make more money than if they had set a price. Because people all apply their own values to it, their own rationale to it, their own love to it, their own connection to it. It's a very, very intimate thing that goes on. So, first, you have created a, a, a false floor. And second, you have done something to the employer employee relationship, which is you have prevented it from having an opportunity. This is where the employer can't hire you because you, as the possible employee, are not allowed to negotiate in your best interest. The example goes as follows. You want a job working at at the widget factory. You have no skills, but you're willing to show up on time early even. You're willing to work uh, the full day, stay late uh, e- e- even. You're eager to learn. You're a good learner. You're a smart worker. No drugs, no this, no that. You're ready to go. But you don't have skills. You don't have the skill and you're not worth seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour to the employer. They like you and I'll be not worth it. Because of the minimum wage, you cannot say to the employer, Hey, I'll take five dollars an hour for the first three months, I'll show you I can do it, I'll learn the basic skills, and then I'll be worth seven twenty five. What do you say? The employ, the employee cannot negotiate for themselves in a way to gain the skills to be able to be productive for the employer. Meanwhile, the employer can't even make that offer because they'll lose their business and go to jail. You have eliminated the opportunity for people to engage in contract. The minimum wage is horrific. And Mitt Romney and Tom Cotton are serious about this? Jokes. I would call Tom Cotton a joke to his face in front of his mother. This is so ridiculous. Mitt Romney, I wouldn't even waste my time. The lack of economic understanding, the lack of freedom, the minimum wage brings, the inability for people to go about their business and choose their course and negotiate in their best interest? So frustrating. So frustrating. By the way, thank you, Claire. It was Radiohead, not Coldplay. It was Radiohead that said, hey, pay what you want. That is absolutely, positively correct. What in the world was Coke doing? And no, no one listens to Dr. Fauci. Why do you ask? On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, the podcast is there as well. This is Tony Katz today. Cracking the woke. Maybe I should say the woke or cracking. And what we need to do is lean in and break these people in two. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Let me start with this. This is about The Simpsons. Where Harry Shearer, who plays uh, a series of characters on The Simpsons, right? He he plays uh, Montgomery Burns. He is no longer going to play uh, the character of uh, Dr. Hibbert because Dr. Hibbert is black. The cartoon doctor is black, and Harry Shearer is not, and Harry Shearer will no longer play the part. Okay. It was offensive to some. Yes, well, if it's going to be a black character, should only be only should be voiced by a black actor. If they're gay, only voiced voiced by a, a gay actor. And if this, it, that's not how it works. It's voice work. Sometimes you want the voice. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen Futurama? Great show, by the way. Futurama, I think, is a great show. There's a character in that show named Bender. You know the show, producer Of course, I know the show. And uh, tell tell people about Bender. Bender is this debaucherous robot who loves to drink and steal and loot and beat people up. He's just he's he's a very uh very unsavory character, but he's very lovable. Yes, unsavory, colorful, lovable, all those things. He's a robot. Now tell me who plays that part. John DiMaggio, I think. And if you tell me that it's not the same. You told us that only certain people can play certain parts. And that isn't how it works. Actors act. And an actor can play a gay character. And an actor can play a Jewish character. It didn't have to be Barbara Streisand in Yentl. If you cannot handle this, If those people cannot handle it, if there are people out there who cannot handle it, then they are the problem or they are the ones who have the problem. And none of us should have anything to do with these people. We should just be like, you're crazy and dismiss them because they should be dismissed. Because this is what is known as woke. This is all virtue signaling, this is valueless. Nothing is better because Harry Shearer doesn't do that voice. Not gonna get another actor to do the voice, and oh, they get a job. Well, if if that's the case, I want Michael Strahan only choosing one thing: either Good Morning America or or uh, football on Fox. Oh no! Why is it fair that he has two jobs? Oh, I have two radio shows. Maybe I shouldn't say anything. I have three. Son of a! Just be cool, Tony. Just be cool. Just it's like no one noticed. Cracking the woke. It's very important right now. And they're starting to show cracks because people are standing up and saying, this is all nuts. When the story came out about Coca-Cola, I swear to you, I swear to you, I didn't share it because I thought it was make-believe. There was no confirmation at the first from Coke. And I'm like, I am not. I am not going to buy into this. Turns out... It starts with this uh, posting from a, 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 a woman about the company's online racism training. And the slides that you see are about teaching you how to be, quote, less white, less arrogant, less certain, less defensive, less ignorant, and more humble. In the U.S. and in other nations, Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they are white. That's what's on one of the slides. Research shows that by age three to four, children understand that it is better to be white. I have absolutely no idea where that data comes from or if that data has any uh, truth. Coca-Cola puts forth that the course is part of a learning plan to help build an inclusive workplace. Meaning they confirmed it. This is real. Coca-Cola did this. And then they say our Better Together Global Learning Curriculum is part of a learning plan to help build an inclusive workplace. It is comprised of a number of short vignettes, each a few minutes long. The training includes access to LinkedIn learning on a variety of topics, including on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And... The uh, training course and some of the uh, screenshots are from Robin DiAngelo. Now, Robin DiAngelo is the white woman who wrote White Fragility, which states the theory that anything you disagree with about anti-racism or critical race theory, well, that's because you're white. It's because you can't handle it. You can't take it. It's super convenient. Super convenient to tell somebody, oh, you have a problem with this because you can't handle it. So you mean that I should just blindly accept whatever it is you say? People who I wouldn't trust with my children alone, I should just listen to what it is you say? That seems kind of ridiculous. Do you know what a second opinion is? Second opinion is when you go to the doctor and the doctor says, we need to remove your arm. And you're like, my arm's fine. I'm going to get a second opinion. And the other doctor says, no, your arm's good. And you're like, okay, good. Because that other doctor said I had to remove my arm. And I, I wasn't sure. But the doctor's the expert. If the doctor says, remove your arm, why are you getting a second opinion? The doctor said you remove your arm. That's the argument being made. That only one group of people can be listened to. You have to accept what they say as the gospel. And if you even question it, whoa, questioning. Hmm. Somebody's a little fragile. That's their mathematics. Ugliest sin. It's bullying, uh, for sure. But what it is, it's just straight-up bigotry. Straight-up bigotry. Now, that's what Coca-Cola is engaged in here. I think that's easy to understand. And there are some people who've made some good points. One of them is Candace Owens. I don't always agree with her. If a corporate company sent around a training kit instructing black people how to be less black, the world would implode and lawsuits would follow. And she thinks people should sue Coca-Cola for discrimination. That should happen. Why? Because you need to break wokeism. If you actually want to tell people to be less white, figure it out. I can't. This is it. I don't really give a good holy damn what you think of my skin color. It means nothing to me. This is part of the problem that I think really gets to the heart of the matter. There are people who think that I should be very, very involved in their thoughts all the time, and they don't understand that you and I don't give a good holy hell about them. We're busy leading our lives. Look, you and me, we got a good thing going, and I really do appreciate it. But you know, on weekends, we may not think about each other we got family we got our own things to deal with we want to get some rest maybe maybe we're we're going out to dinner maybe we got to maybe we got to paint the garage you ever have to paint the garage oh, what a nightmare that is but you sometimes it's got to get done we got things in our lives and we're not always about hmm is this going to upset tony hmm is this going to upset the good people of lincoln or is this going to upset the people uh, of kokomo indiana Hmm, i wonder what's going to happen no we're living our lives these woke folk think that we need to be interested and invested in them 24-7, 365. And that's just not the case. But they're really invested in us 24-7, 365. And by the way, we should be clear, none of this has to do with race. It all has to do with ideology. I'm going to get into that. Because that, I just said Robin DiAngelo is a white woman. She buys into all this crazy. Less white, less arrogant, less certain, less defensive, less ignorant, and more humble. Less ignorant you don't know me your company told you you have to be less ignorant therefore deciding that you are ignorant what and that's when you realize one of the the horrible things about critical race theory and, and anti-racism training it's bigotry in any school any business any uh, fortune 500 Anyone who engages in anti-racism training or the demand for anti-racism training is engaged in bigotry. It's pure, raw, unadulterated hate. Because what these things do and what these theories posit is that you don't exist as an individual. You are part of a group based on a characteristic that they, those above you, quote-unquote, decide. Or those who believe they can put pressure on you and force you out of your business or force you to comply. understand that you if you're told be less ignorant they don't know you they made this presentation they don't know you what happens when you're a member of mensa are you really ignorant what happens if you listen to this show every day and you're up on the topics and up on the subjects and you got a wicked sense of humor are you're ignorant well to them yes because you're not doing what they want you to do so it's ignorance based on what not you but a skin color this is exactly the kind of thing that you could have heard said in the 50s the other way around why would it be okay now this is the fundamental problem with a conversation where we no longer talk about equality but we get into the nonsense garbage bigoted concepts of equity they're nonsense and if somebody wants to argue that they have a, a, an actual legitimate cause, well, then it's bigotry because that's what they're promoting and pushing by pushing it. Remember, equity, is, as Shelby Steele explains, doesn't it doesn't exist. It's not a thing. it we're talking equity in your house. Equity. What do you what? What is, what is the silliness? You just made it up. You made it up because you needed to change the the, the entire dynamic. And the dynamic is deciding that a group of people based on the color of their skin are guilty. Just like they do to black people who happen to be on the political right. But they don't say that they are, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're engaged in any level of whiteness. Although they might. They get called traitors. It's actually the precursor to the conversation of whiteness. But since there are white people who believe in the concept of whiteness, you realize it's not about race. It's about ideology. It is about a, a an elimination of, of concepts and standards that could actually move us somewhere. It is about being destructive. The people who push anti-racism are destructive people. If they want to come at me, I'm fine. Because there's not a one of them who can actually engage a conversation that pushes this thesis. Conversations about race, maybe. What Coca-Cola has done is sinful. Am I going to tell you not to drink Coca? You're going to do what you want to do. You don't need me to tell you. It's gross what they said. Be less white is insane of a concept. That you could say it out loud is weird and diseased. But so is critical race theory. And so is anti-racism. And it's our job to push back on this. Leaning in with that shoulder and breaking it in two. This is only one of many stories. There's more coming. I'm Tony Katz. I have for forever been opposed to the idea of the gender reveal party. <laughs> Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's the idea that, hey, we're having a baby. and Oh, look, here's going to be the sex of the baby. Now, my issue with it has always been one of superstition. Really? When my kids were born, did not know the sex. Uh, didn't know until uh, they were born. Would not allow gifts to be sent to the house. No, 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 no. There was no creating of a nursery until children were born. Because things go wrong. And I, a little bit superstitious and a little bit knowing I couldn't handle it on the other side, if something went wrong, to come home to a house full of gifts and a nursery more than I could take. So, no, you don't do it. You don't tempt the fates. That, <laughs> that has been a a hard and fast rule uh, with me. So when I see these gender reveal parties, I'm like, okay, this is just silly. And they get more and more elaborate, and they you know they it, slice into the cake, and if the cake is pink, it's a girl, and if it's a boy, it's it's blue, it, right? All all those kinds of things. And then they 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 put out balloons, and they do the, this whole thing. Well, there's a guy in upstate New York who was working on a device. That's how they describe it. Working on a device that he was building for a gender reveal party, gender reveal party. There it is, Tony. It exploded, he died. He was the dad-to-be. 28, it blew up, killed him, injured his brother, they own a local diner in, in 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 the area. Now, look, this is an absolutely horrible story, and you could be working on anything, and it could blow up, right? Do you know how many times if I'm working on the electric in my house, I make sure that the breakers are off. I actually tape them to the off position. Everybody knows don't touch a light. Scared out of my head anything can go wrong that's true in these cases if you're building anything or or, or or working on anything of course it could. but there is no need to build anything to have a gender reveal party. just don't do it. You have the gender reveal party when the kid is born and you're like, oh look it has one of those or oh look it has one of the other things. gender reveal party that's that's how it works. Two people, a couple of doctors and nurses that you don't even see the faces of, and there it is. Unless you do one of those home things, which is fine. I don't even think that's weird. Like the people who do the home births? It's not weird, but it's got to be painful. You you want to go all, all natural? Live, live your life. Sure. I, I just don't think it's like, I think some people are like, oh, that's dangerous. No, no it's not. Now, how do you think we got to this point, people? <laughs> Kids were kids were coming everywhere. Didn't matter where you were. They were just dropping and moving. But this gender reveal stuff has to stop. When when you get to the idea that you're going to have to build your own devices, and this isn't—I mean, I, this man is dead. It's an awful story. But you see people all the time—they hurt themselves or hurt others, and it's just—it's—it's it's just silly. And the 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 most insane one, I will say, is the one where, like, it reveals that it's that they're gonna have a girl, and and like the, the husband's upset. I've seen that. What's what's wrong with you? It, it, what what's 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 wrong with you? You're you're upset. That's weird. And now maybe maybe my world is different. It's possible someone could have a reason. That's a very strange thing to be upset about. You're having a child, you're having a child. You know, I think that most people wish for ten fingers and ten toes and everything working. You know? Healthy and happy. What else could you want? Everything else is everything else. Don't build devices. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. That's where you find us. This is Tony Katz today.